Welcome back to Red Flag Radio, pleasantly inspired and curious minded. I'm your host, Gabe. Today's episode, joined by a very special guest, Skizzy Mars. Super creative, super inspirational, and very influential to me personally, but also many others. You know, his uh, music it played a large part in my life and it probably helped mould me to be the person I am right now. You know, I remember kicking it on the bus and when I was feeling down, his music made me feel like I had someone to relate to. So this for me is fucking huge. And, you know, he's someone who's been through lots of ups, lots of downs, and especially knows the ins and ins and out of um, indie artistry. So if you're an artist and you're indie, he's got some valuable insights there, but also just in terms of mindset and shit. And it's dope to have the opportunity to actually hear from him personally and relate to him on a level that I thought I would, you know, uh, yeah, it's a surreal opportunity. He's been very influential to me, very inspiring to me, and he just makes fucking good music. So, yeah, Skizzy Mars. Before we jump into the interview, just a quick one. I'm going to start selling these hats here. I'll get some B-roll for them, but as you can see, the subtle RF on the top, and it's got some detailing on the back too. But when I put this hat on, it helps me feel inspired and motivated to put my best foot forward and you know, move me closer to the person that I want to be. And that's what I'm trying to do with this show, inspire others to put their best foot forward and move closer to the person that they plan to be, you know, and let them know that it will be okay if you do keep moving forward. And that's what this product means to me, you know, and if you do want to be a part of the community and you do want to support the show, this is a good opportunity to do that. Uh, If you do want to get your hands on one, DM me on Instagram, the link will be below. Uh, DM me there, $45 shipped Australia-wide, and um, I'll sort it out, but I'm not going to worry about a website or any of that yet. I want to pr- focus on providing the best content and valuable content to you guys. This is just a good way to support the show. So let's rip straight into the interview. Thank you for listening. This was awesome. Oh. Sick. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, firstly, how's your day been? It's been good, bro. It's been good. It's just doing some some music work. Took a nap, a little tired. Feeling good though. Well rest. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. that's dope, man. For um, th- thanks again for talking to me, and you know, I I really yeah. appreciate your time, and it's a it's a big opportunity. As I said to you last time we spoke, your your music was a big part of my life, so it's I really appreciate it big time, man. Yeah, mutual love is mutual. <laughs> appreciate it, bro. Um, something that I uh, I want to start off with, which is I've wondered for a, a long time is I want to call it the the swaggy tracks era. You familiar with swaggy tracks, right? I remember swaggy tracks, yeah. Yeah. So so for like me growing up, like pretty much throughout high school and a lot of my friend group, that's where we found like our um like our music. And you know, for a long time my playlist was strictly like you, J, Cam Meekins, Hoodie Allen, Marky. Like you know all of them, right? Yeah, and like as a as a consumer, like that was such a dope part to, like, such a dope thing to go through, you know. Which witnessing the rise of all you guys, what did life look like for you going through that? Um, it was just a it was a it was a medium, you know, it was a means to get on, so to speak. It was just. I don't remember really having too many, too many like discussions with uh, Swaggy Tracks specifically, but it was just a, a whole, that whole world of, of, of blogs. You know, it was just that, you know being a part of it. That was just kind of how <clears throat> I saw my path to you know gaining fandom. Like I was just kind of riding the wave. Uh, I used to send all my all my songs, all my early songs, to like different websites, and luckily, like that's how I kind of. <clears throat> you know, gained some traction early on was like people started posting it, like good music all day and pigeons and planes. And, um, <clears throat> you know, this is, this song is sick. I think it was called. Mm. Pardon. <clears throat> yeah, man. It's like, um, yeah, like the, there were different sites for different things. Like there were the tastemaker blogs and there were the more the college to theme blogs, but, um, yeah. Swaggy tracks was like one of them. And, and, and like, you know, getting on that would like you know really increase your numbers and, yeah. and uh, 
it's a different world now but yeah yeah i mean it was kind of it wasn't like a conscious thing at the time you know i just kind of was putting music out sending it to people and then people on these websites you know were nice enough to support what i was doing no, that, that that's sick it's just like um and some like dopes like dope collabs like came out of like that period right like like you and cam making like high and then like obviously you got like your songs with jay like pay for you and shit like what what did we use like consciously collabing was it just people trying to get on or did you just kind of know you were in the same scene um <clears throat> It's kind of case by case. So, so the Cam Megan record was, uh, uh, I just think it was just us talking on the internet. Probably, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Uh, G and I had more like of a of a friendship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I knew G better. And G brought me on tour, so that's really how me and G got close. So G and I ended up doing a lot of work together because he took he took me on tour, and I actually met G through this dude named DJ Carnage. Funny enough. Who's like just produced a big part of Drake's album. And yeah. uh uh Carnage introduced G was like I needed an opener for a tour, and then Carnage I had done a, se a session with Carnage where he was just like a hip hop producer, he wasn't a DJ at the time. And who the engineer of that session was actually Michael Keenan. So it was the first time all of us met. Very, very funny, like story, uh origin story type shit. But um he was like, yo, check this kid Skizzy out. G fucked with me. And then he sent me, I think, uh, the first song we did before we met was All I Could Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and then he and then he sent me a pay for you. And he was just yeah, it was organic. Just like he was just like I remember him being like, uh, you know, this is you're like one of the only rappers I know that could relate to this like uh topic or whatever. But I think that was after after tour. But yeah, we toured together and then yeah, yeah, and then we just kind of kept making music that that's so sick bro it's sick to hear that um origin story because like it's only like left for i don't know it's like up to the imagination as like a consumer which is dope but um, i think that's a really cool cool thing to share man yeah. um so when you're going through that like i guess you'd call it the come up right that kind of stage um when you do start to experience like the um I want to call it like, you know, the luxury, the girls, the clout, the money. Like, it's all, it looks really awesome from the outside looking in. And I want to know, like, what is the real, like, price of fame? Because clearly there's ups and downs. And in your latest, um, like, one of the interludes on um, fun and problems, like, you kind of do talk about that. Like, you know, first it's fun, then it's problems. But I was wondering maybe if you could expand on that a little bit because, I'm sure there is fun fucking moments in like when you're living that lifestyle, right? But then yeah, yeah, what, what's the pros and cons of that type of shit? I mean, it depends on the person, you know, I mean, it's, uh, tons of fun, tons of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm someone that like overindulges in vices and, <clears throat> you know, tends to, uh, have an addictive personality. So, you know, you know uh and i really you know especially uh when i was like 20 um i loved drugs and girls <laughs> so um to be and you know i didn't really like have a high school experience where i was like the guy the cool guy you know i was just like kind of wallflower vibes you know i, I, I didn't really get a lot of gr any girls i didn't get any girls in, co in high school really and um <clears throat> but I was always like a lover boy and you know very thoughtful and and then just boom skizzy Mars happens and and I dropped out of college and my whole kind of life trajectory changed and um and uh started making money um for the first time and um had access to some of the same girls that maybe didn't want you know to be involved with me before and um it's very easy to get lost in the sauce um you know and uh it can get yeah it, it happens to a lot of people um it's quite like an overnight thing although it's not overnight but it's like this sort of day and night you know thing that you never expected would happen 
Yeah. And, um, you know, plus there's a lot of people, there's a lot of uh, people that, that that enable you because that's their, literally their job, like mm. quite frankly, is like to enable you. It's like, no, like, like you have a manager, like, you, you know what I mean? You have like a, a lawyer, you have a booking agent, you have probably a management team. Can we pause this for one second? I have to take this call. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah sure, man. It's all good. I apologize. You're right. People enabling you when you are kind of going through that, uh, I guess, experience yeah, yeah. Of, um, to come up. And not, and not in like necessarily a malicious way. Mm. Um, or even in a, a, a way of like, more just like ignorance, you know, and just like they're also riding the wave. And it's like nobody thought Skizzy was going to be a rapper. So we're just like, I didn't think I was going to be a rapper. So I'm riding the wave. And then my friends are riding the wave. And then, but it's more so people that like literally the way an artist career is set up you know seems to be there's just so many people um that do things for you and it can it can um delay the development of life skills so to speak um so you know there, there's it's a gift and a curse to like have a lot of success um or and fame um or any level of it early on you know mm. Um, not everyone's ready, you know, and that's why the people that like get famous really early, like LeBron or people like that, and then like never get in trouble, and then like are just model citizens their whole career. It's like it's fascinating because it's really hard to learn on the go and in the, in the spotlight. And I got a glimpse of that, a very small glimpse of that, but yeah, you know, just um, I think I was just talking about yeah, it was it was just crazy like getting money didn't didn't grow up with the money getting getting some money and then just being able to like be my own boss you know mm. and like, uh nobody could really tell me anything for quite quite some time because why, why would i listen to you you know that was like my mentality at the time bro that's um an interesting thought i didn't really consider it the way of you saying like uh it delays life lessons when you kind of just have that extreme nurture like it doesn't matter what you're doing wrong it's how do we push this cunt to sorry it's giant how do we push this person to yeah. uh yeah. yeah become more because at at the end of the day i guess like like you said and i can relate like i was never this massive lady killer in school and I, and it would be very easy to you start witnessing the people and you start getting eyeballs too and it's like oh i get to have this experience instead now instead and just yeah. indulging in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like kind of making up for lost time and like going so hard. And then like you're, you know, I was like traveling. It's a, it's a natural desire to want that experience, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people will do. And yeah. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert, but I, you know, I was someone that like gravitated just I toward I love validation. Um I love validation. Uh especially from from women, but also from men. Like, I love just people validating me, you know? And I think a lot of artists do. It's not like, you know, part, a big part of music is, is validation. It's, it's, it's like, it's not a one-sided thing. If I just did this for myself, I just would make music and not drop the songs. There, there's a two-part process to this. It's like, I release a song, people listen to the songs. And, and for me to have success requires some sort of validation and affirmation from, from the listening party. Um, so receiving a lot of that, you know low battery can get to your head and um you know yeah you can just get lost in the sauce really fast and just kind of ride a wave and i think a lot of kids that get involved with music don't necessarily have a, the longest term plan and um which is which is okay but it's also like you see kind of the consequences of that sometimes five years down the road yeah no I, absolutely um I guess, sorry, um, off the back of kind of saying, you know, it, it is a two-way street. I wanted to uh, express, I guess, the the reach and influence that your music kind of had, spe specifically because, like, I can only speak for myself, right? Uh, at some point, you're just a kid, like, in Harlem and you probably got big dreams of being this artist rapper or, or, ma or maybe not, but you know, you're clearly an ambitious guy to some degree. 
mm-hmm. and to give you an idea of like the inspir- the I guess influence you were having on me at this time, right? Is when you're living out your your goals, you're just living life. But th- there was a kid in Australia, and throughout school, I had this project I had to do right where I had to make a website, and the website was called Gabe's Faves, and it was just a website of my favorite artists. And like you know, while you're living your day to day life, there's a kid on his school computer putting skizzy Mars on his website and, you know, writing up a little bio of his favorite music. And then on top of that, man, I don't, um, you might be able to check this out. Um, for my major project in school, I actually made a music video for summer 11. Oh, wow. And, and, and that's up on, um, it, it's, it's cringy, man. I'm not good on camera at the time, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but it's a weird time, but, but, uh, all of us. Yeah, man. While while you're living that life, there's a kid like doing that shit to your music. How does that make you feel? It's humbling, you know. I I'm always I always forget um, the impact of music in general and art in general, and um, I, I often forget that I am this 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 person, Skizzy Mars, you know, because I spend a lot of my life just living living like Miles Mills. Um, you know, doing running errands, like doing just chill shit. I roll a lot of places alone in New York. You know what I mean? Um, depending on like, you know, especially the neighborhood I live in, I live in like a pretty residential neighborhood in Manhattan. So it's like, I, I don't get recognized here much. Um, and um, I've got this like level of fame where it's like, if you know, you know, but it's not something that that's like, I can't, you know, I can't grocery shop and shit like that. So um, I tend to forget for long periods of time sort of that I am this person, Skizzy Mars, you know, um, if that makes any sense. And then um, I go on tour and like, or I do, uh, you know, talking it out with Miles sessions and people tell me, or you tell me a story like that. And I'm, re- and I'm reminded like the impact that the music's had and how long I've been doing it. And really just like the impact is, is, is what blows me away is like the, uh, and, and, and the, the, uh, the reach, you know, it's fascinating, man. It's like, you don't, you know, none of these things. Uh, there was a kid who told me that just this random story came up and there's been so many of these during the talking it out with, with miles sessions. But, uh, he told me that him and his friends, he went to college in West Virginia and him and his friends used to just like smoke weed to half past three. And oh, it, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you can't, you can't count how many nights they just stayed up smoking and half. And it's like, man, half past three, which is a song that I just, it was just an idea I had that yeah. I, br- I brought to Michael, Ke- Michael Keenan and, and we made, we translated it into a song, you know, that's it. Yeah. And then 10 years later, you know what I mean? There's people that, that's, that shape parts of their lives. They, igno- they, they, they associate it with beautiful memories, which is also amazing. Um, it was a soundtrack to a time of their life. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty fascinating. So yeah, I would say it's humbling. I hear you absolutely man like one of my friends who who listen to this like you know that moment that someone else shared i'm also sharing that very similar experiences to even that same song and then you know i guess while while we're on music like to expand past the reach because those those songs and you still your music still does like have such a impact on people and um but yeah like your music I definitely have a lot of like fun and upbeat memories too. But when we spoke last time, like a lot of your music made me feel like I had someone when I was going through dark shit or like someone to relate to in moments where that was just stuff at home or like girl problems, like a massive song for me was um changes like that, that, that song for me is just like, there's just a moment in my life where that sticks with me, you know? Yeah. Changes is yeah. Special. I, I think that is a very special song, bro. Like, I think that's that's one of my all-time favorite songs for the record. Yeah. And that's probably one that we, like, didn't... Like, I did... That's probably one that, like, I didn't know... I slept on the most before yeah. putting it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some where I was like, man, this is going to be sick. I can't wait to put this out. Changes was one where I was like, I this is sick, but I didn't know that it was going to be one of my bigger, you know, songs. And so many of my of my fans and my supporters... They say that that's their favorite Skiz song. Like it's mm. 
pretty surprising. So yeah, man, again, just like at the time, that's how I felt, you know? So I was just kind of putting it in song form and it was actually a remix to that, to a song. Yeah. Tired of talking. And like, I was doing a lot of remixes at the time I was living at, at Michael Keenan's crib, not living there, but I was staying at Michael Keenan's crib in LA. He had moved to LA. I was still living in New York and he was living with our manager in West Hollywood. And I would just, I was crashing on their couch and just like, get a studio downstairs and we wake up every morning and we just go smoke and make music. And that's, we made a lot of those, those remixes that summer, like, uh, down there in that studio in LA. And that was one of them. It's just, we just caught a vibe and I'd bring these songs to him and be like, yeah, I fuck with this song. We should flip it. We would call it schizophrenic it. And, <laughs> I, fuck, I fuck with that. Yeah. Cause we would like remix it, but we'd make it our own still. And, um, we wouldn't just add like a verse, you know, we'd like totally reproduce it and shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was just a, it's a cool song. For, um, for songs like that. And there, there is more than just changes when you're getting like vulnerable and have these like relatable moments. I remember when we spoke last, like, you know, you, you did say you're not, you're not being vulnerable for the purpose of like, I'm trying to relate. You are getting vulnerable on your own terms. It's like a very like therapeutic thing. I would, I would, is what i've gathered Do you, it's just yeah it's just the only way i know how to write music yeah yeah so being because i i truly believe like it's nerve-wracking and it's a brave thing to get nervous on a track uh sorry to get vulnerable on a track and like put that out to the masses what inspired you or like gave you the courage to get vulnerable on music were you inspired by someone or is it just like the way you the way you just grew up doing it i guess yeah, it's twofold. I was inspired by um, Drake, honestly. So like, there's a few. I mean, there's there's a few artists growing up that, um, like first it was Kanye. Kanye, my dad gave me um, Kanye's rec uh, record, Late Registration, and he was like, uh, I think you'll like this, son. It was like a double disc CD, and um, I fell in love with with, with rap. I was a rock, I was a rock kid growing up. And I fell in love with rap after he gave me that album. And then, so Kanye really got me into just sort of like cool line. Not having to be gangster and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also, yeah, there's a, there was a huge sense of identification with all these rappers that I'm about to name, but, but mm. just like from a, from a, from a sound perspective, like, um, you know, just like, uh, like, like punchlines and just production and samples and like, merging genres and all that's that's what like kind of just put me on to like that the possibility of that within rap you know um and then cuddy came around and i was obsessed with kid cuddy like many people my age were, were and uh cuddy was the first rapper that i really heard that was like singing his own hooks mm. so he would, like rap verses and then he would go straight into the hook and it'd be him and i, and I was like oh that's dope i want to do that and then it was like drake came around and drake was talking about emotions and girls and like and i was always like a sensitive i've always been a very sensitive person you know I feel you. yeah and um so honestly to be honest with you drake i've probably never said this before but drake <clears throat> was a huge proponent and and just why i'm so vulnerable in my music um and then i've just and then i think it's just become um it's easier for me to be vulnerable in my music than it is for me to be vulnerable in real life so mm. a lot of like i just get shit out you know you know, and I, and I speak facts in my songs, you know, I, I, I name names sometimes, you know, it's like kind of like if you date me, you, you know, you might end up in a song. It's kind of like girls probably probably know that by now, like, because I, I just like I just I want to pay. I just want to paint the picture and 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 really illustrate what happened from my perspective. And like I do the song really for me mm. and it's really dope that other people like it but like at the end of the day this is really for me like this is the type of shit i you know i make sure that i want to listen to yeah 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 mm -hmm. right well, well that's that's really funny you say that because it's something that i've been curious and like it's funny it's probably got you in trouble a couple of times like if you're dating a girl they're gonna end up in a song but uh another dope and classic song that i love of yours um lucy but also tara so th are they real people no so those aren't real people like those are just like basically they're not they're, real names that's just kind of like to express how you feel they're 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 basically just like representations of of, of, of people yeah okay or, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. a group of like so lucy is is just about you know a type of girl that i've dealt with before yeah 
and Tara is about just like New York girls in general that I was dealing with at the time. I mean, more so if I like, if I like use a line, if, if I like drop a line in a song about, yeah, 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 this girl was the one or sorry for doing this to this girl, like that. That's all facts, you know mm. what I'm saying? So that's all real names I put in songs, and um, because like, why not? Who cares? Does it, does it ever get you in trouble? No, and I think, <laughs> I think, I think most people like it. Like, I do it in a tasteful way, too. Absolutely, like, yeah. I'm never going to disrespect. It's never disrespectful. It's just always on some like reflective shit. Mm. And um, honestly, I think I think people, even if they act like they don't, they like you know being put in the songs. It's it's a story to tell. I, I think that I think that too. I think that's cool. Like you'd be like, oh, you'd look at yeah. it. And it's, it's kind of like a like a story that you're included in, kind of. Yeah, and it's just me, and they, and and also like all these, all these, all these, you know, young ladies understand that like having been with me before this is self-expression for me like this is something that's just a part of what i have to do to kind of like heal and you know express myself so it's nothing personal yeah, absolutely that's that's dope and i guess as um a sensitive guy myself like my friends would tell you like you you and drake are like my my top two so it's interesting to hear that like you know you hold his um music in such a high regard and i guess it makes sense why i identify with both of your music yeah drake's dope i mean i yeah. i find drake on myspace in two th like 2009. no and, way yeah actually in fact i found i found drake on degrassi because i used to watch degrassi when i was a kid <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so he rapped on degrassi and like i fucked with his raps on degrassi funny and, and like so me and my friend looked him up aubrey graham myspace.com and he had some songs and we really liked it I'm talking this is before so far gone this was comeback season. early early yeah comeback season we used to fuck with drake and then um watch the whole thing just unfold and but but yeah drake's an amazing songwriter and um yeah he's just always been a big inspiration especially just as far as like you know vulnerability and i think you see that just in rap in general the drake yeah. effect you know of everybody just being not if not being afraid to be like yo i'm hurt a girl hurt hurt me you know like that wasn't really I mean, it was in R and B, but not not so much rap. And yeah. Drake kind of bl blends the two very well. And and um, yeah, he's a smart guy. He's a really smart, smart dude. I really, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Drake and how he's like carried himself throughout his career. Well, I'd, I'd say you did like a, a just as good a job job in my eyes, man. Like you, you, you know, you're saying you got that inspiring um, inspiration for him, but I would like to let you know that you do a fucking awesome job of that man and i you know what drake has been for you you've probably been for me thank you bro yeah it's love i know that's love man um yeah. the next thing i kind of wanted to touch on and we spoke about it last time but you said some dope shit and i think it'd be valuable for other people to um hear this like insight was you know like you said you're in a position where your fame's a bit more if you know you know like you're not on this fucking mega star um fucking status whatever do you strive for commercial success uh do i strive for it i wouldn't say yeah. i wouldn't say I strive for it i mean it's um but um i i can't sit here and say i don't covet it mm. um you know, I think there's a lot of cool things that are that are going to come in my. I think I'm just getting started. I know I'm just getting started. Absolutely. And, um, there are goals that I have that are are related to commercial success. Mm. Uh, I'd be lying if I said there weren't. But um, do I strive for it? No, I just strive. I strive for improvement and progress, and I strive to just make like the best music I can be, fucking proud of, and and. Um, and to have the most impact possible and the most longevity possible because i want to be doing music when i'm 45 if i want to be um however i do also you know want to keep expanding the fan base yeah so you know the more the more the more people that listen to your music the more impact you can have with your music so the two are definitely related so yeah i mean i would i say i like it's one of my like chief motivators no but um it's something that um is definitely on my mind yeah for yeah. sure yeah yeah so then um off the back of that and this is kind of where we like spoke about last time when you did have people in the same um like 
come up error as you like G for lack of a better example, like seeing them reach that uh, accomplishment before you. And there, I'm sure there's like, and in my life, when my friends and people close to me, they achieve something that I want. And naturally you do feel a bit envious and like, you know, a bit of jealousy toward that. At least I do. And I was wondering how, if you could expand on how that affects you, you know, do you manage, how do you manage your envy? Does it motivate you? Do you even feel envious? Not never towards G, never, never no, towards no. me, but, um, but G it was just like dope. It was just great to see, like, I saw it all happen and it was, it was, it was awesome to see. Um, but yeah, of course, man, comparison is the thief of joy, you know, like a, there's, do I compare myself to other people? Of course, man. It's like, you know, my human, you know, do I look at other rappers that have more success, quote unquote, and sometimes feel down about myself for sure. Um, but, you know, I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm really happy with the music I'm making right now. I know that I'm just getting started. Um, and I'm really grateful, you know, for the last 10 years and to still be here, you know, and I've been through a lot or actually I, I like to reframe that, you know, I've, I've, I've had a lot of experiences mm. and um you know it's less of a victim mindset but but uh yeah you know and it's just like i'm just i'm just i just it's your place that with gratitude man it's like there's always someone to compare yourself to i i did a i did a video chat with one of, with uh on talking it out with miles with the kid who is an aspiring rapper he's a rapper but he's an aspiring professional rapper i guess you could say and he he said that he you know he's like man i compare myself to you because you dropped phases and you were 19 and you know, like I'm 24 and, you know, like I'm always like, if Skiz did this in 19, fuck them, you know, so I got to work even harder. And I was like, you know, it just, it never stops, you know, you know, I'm sure that speaking of Drake, he compares himself with some people sometimes, you know, when maybe when Kendrick's album came out, you know, or, or something like that, you know, there's, there's some friendly competition there or maybe not so friendly, who knows, like, yeah. um, but, and, and, you know, obviously there's that, respect all those guys i'm just saying i, I know that that's a human thing you know just to you know call compare and despair and it's just like uh i've learned to like get out of that a bit a bit and i and and i think the way to do that is just you know the solution is internal you know like i like i gotta just be cool with what i'm doing and um true 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 to myself and and it is what it is you know um plus it's like you know people you know you never know what somebody's going through either you know it's like it man i have so many friends that are you know have reached that level of success that we're talking about and um there's a lot of things about it that that i that i wouldn't want to be a part of so um it's not all it's not all you know you know flowers and shit for them either so mm. you just never know you know it's like you know this is the path and the journey i'm on and i'm just trying to focus on this one so but yeah, early, especially earlier in my career, there was so much comparison and like just like, and nowadays kids are just so quick to say you fell off or like you know people are really just they're very unhappy. But you know people are really unhappy and they don't know how to express themselves, so they're very mean on the internet. That's really what that is, in my opinion. It's people's inability to express their emotions. I'd agree. And, and um, so I can get to you, man. You gotta have thick skin to be an artist um, these days. But yeah, bro, this is like just this. This is my journey and. And it's like fuck whoever you know isn't with it. Hundred percent. Respectfully. Yeah, yeah, no, and and it kind of comes down to like, well, you can either like let that compar comparison eat away at you, or or you can use it as um motivation, but also just accepting that we all are on different journeys, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and success isn't limited, right? Success isn't, isn't finite. So, you know, your success, you having success, doesn't take away from my success. There's enough yeah. money for us both to make be rich. There's enough love for all for all. You know, it's like there's this idea that he, that a lot of people have that like there's only someone, so much. Yeah, there's only so much success, and if someone takes some, they're taking some from you directly, or they jumped in front of line of you or some shit. And it's like, no, nah, man, it's, there's enough to go around. I've seen people come and go. I've been around for 10 years. You know what I mean? I've seen people ascend overnight and then disappear after a year. I've seen people, you know, get success way too early and then, you know, 
not know how to handle it. You know, I've seen people play the long game and then 10 years down the road, you know, blow up. I've seen people just have all types of journeys and it just, it um, crystallizes that, that idea that, yeah, we all have our own journeys, man. Like we all have our own journeys. We all have our own sh shit. I mean, a big, a big theme of my, of my new music is, is really that idea of like, we all have our own shit and like taking accountability for it and, and, um, you know, owning it, if you will. Absolutely, man. Um, a big a thing I wanted to say is like, and I'm I'm respecting it big time. Is your mindset is like coming across to me like very well in this interview. Like I really respect, like you said, like you don't want to play that victim mindset, and even the way that you speak to yourself, which is something that I've had to work on, is like being sure of yourself, saying like I know, I know this is just getting started for me, and like the way that you're self talking, like um being particular with the things you're saying about yourself. I, I really respect that, bro. And that's something that I've tried to work on too. Is did you get that from somewhere? Did it take you a while to I guess um come to that conclusion? Yeah, I got it. I mean I got it from all types of places, bro. Uh rehabs, therapy. I was in therapy since I was in eighth grade, just like books. I have a spiritual mentor. Um you know, a lot of just various spiritual practices that I've taken a part of, just like meditation mm. and just, just whatever I could do to really try to help me, like, you know, stay sane in this chaotic world. I'm open to. Um, yeah. So a lot of that self-talk stuff, man, I'm, I'm, you know, that shit's really been detrimental to me, you know, fear and negative self-talk and shit. So it's something that I actively work on. Like I have to, I have to, or it'll just like paralyze me. And it helps, right? It definitely helps. Do you think? There's, there's what up like minute like all the like, 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 like actually practicing that like self-talk yeah, and stuff. yeah 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 for sure because people sure. hear that shit and they go oh like that's just fucking woo woo like it's so easy to write off like oh yeah that's just some like yeah you know spiritual shit but for me personally as well it's been a very like determining factor in flipping my mindset around 100 percent. the way i mean the way i talk to myself is 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 gonna inform the way that i talk to everyone else and the way i behave and um you know the way i look at life and and if i don't have a firm foundation on like who i am and who i want to be and like the values that i hold then it's just like you know i'm gonna be out here just kind of like freestyle in life and that's not that hasn't that hasn't worked out great for me historically <laughs> fair fair enough yeah. um this spiritual spiritual journey you've um i guess been on um well like i want to say that pretty much every time you've released music bro there's been a, like a, let's say an album there's at least been like one song on there that just feels very applicable to my life at the moment and one of my probably my next favorite song of yours would be skiz again and like I think that's such a beautiful song, and like it very it came to me in a moment where like I was on a spiritual journey, you know. Yep. Did your journey start around that kind of album, like your spiritual journey, for lack of a better word? Um, Frisky Mars, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. That was that wasn't a really started, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I just think that that's a that's a very special song, man, and I, I think that's a something you should be proud of because that's a that's a big topic, and a lot of people are, you know, so, so lost in um times like that, and for to have you know one of their favorite artists or just an artist that they fuck with get vulnerable and explain this like journey, man, it's um a special thing. So thank you. I want to say thank you for that track. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. Yeah, it's, again, it's just like radical honesty. Mm. That's the that's the that's the theme that we're on now, and and just uh, vulnerability. That's how we connect as human beings. So, um, that's how I was feeling at the time, you know. And I just wrote that song and uh, cut it. And um, out in LA at the, at this producer Blake's house, and um, yeah, man. Just a lot of people connect with that song on a really, really, you know, emotional level. 
Mm. And because um, it's just honest, man. It's just real. And I'm glad I'm glad. I'm glad we got to put that out. Yeah. A- absolutely, man. Um all right, like I'll I'll wrap this up with like to do with I guess just the mostly the music on the end. But um I wanna know how you linked with um all day because you know all day, right? Australian? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course, like of course, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. for me, man, like again, two of like my favorite artists like at around the time. And for me, that was like when Fairly Odd Parents and Jimmy Neutron did a crossover, like that episode. <laughs> like I was like, Skizzy Mars and All Day, is this fucking real? So like, how did how did that link come about? Because that was like, yeah, that was such an awesome thing to experience as a consumer. Yeah, yeah, he he's awesome, man. He he's a cool he's a cool cat. I mean, um, I'm I'm just like I've always just been um a crate digger, you know. Like I you know since blog days, even now, I'm always looking for new music, always looking for new artists. Um, and I just remember finding all day's music. Um, probably 10 years ago, you know, probably less than that, but like, probably like, you know, whenever you always know the DJ came out, yeah, uh, yeah. which might've been 10, 10 years ago. And, um, yeah, I remember hearing it and I was like, oh, this is fire. And then I reached out to him, which is what I do usually to artists. When I like a song of theirs, like I just reach out, you know, I just, I just say, yo, I'm, I'm a fan. Like I've never gotten past that. So, I was like, yeah, I'm a fan. And he was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't remember what he said, but we, we linked up and then he ended up, we ended up like kicking it in LA and making music in LA. We did problems too in LA. Like, and then we did, we've done some other songs that haven't come out. And then I did like the Grammy thing remix for him. And then I, and then we did. And your remix, you always know the DJ, didn't you? Yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He and I, that was, yeah. Yeah. That was that time. Mikey and I were remixing song. Yeah. Yeah. Check this kid out, this Australian rapper, he's dope, blah blah blah. And um basically he, he came on tour with me for a bit actually. And um can't believe I missed that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted to like low-key come on tour with him in Australia, but he came on tour with me in North America and um and uh yeah, man, we just he's a he's a really good person, like total sweetheart and makes great music, and I just really think he has like a lovely voice, so you know. No, absolutely man that was just like i always wondered because it was just like it seemed like impossible as a consumer like it just seemed like i wouldn't even know if you knew each other existed you know yeah 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 no so, all day. Yeah. Well, when, when that all day skizzy mars tour comes to australia i'll be there bro yeah <laughs> for sure um all right bro i want to like um wrap this up with like some kind of more direct questions like that i think you could really help some people with is what's it so it's a kind of three quick ones but like what's some advice you would give to someone who's trying to get onto the end in the industry or is just starting out in the industry and wants to make a living off music um that's a hard one man like like making music yeah okay yeah how, how do they get on in a position to start making making music like a job um that's like the one i mean there's so many things i could say because if you ask like 10 different people how they made it in music they'll you go you'll get 10 different answers so it's like it's really hard to like like give that one thing but you know one there are a few things that have worked for me one is treated like a job um what did you say last time part-time job part-time results yeah yeah you know so like you know like put put time into it every day whatever you're whatever you're trying to do um ample time um and uh make sure you have a really strong team um because behind, behind every great artist is an amazing team Does. Yeah. yeah um it, what is the reality of making money in the music industry like is it hard well, I'm, I know it's hard, but like, is it, is it like, uh, is it streams? Is it these other avenues? Is there, what's the reality? Cause I'm sure there's struggling artists right now going like, how the fuck are people doing this? Yeah. I mean, it depends how, you know, really just depends how, uh, you set yourself up, how you make your money, uh, for the, for the average major label artist. Um, it's like, I guess 
touring merchandise is, is the way you make most of your money um streams if you stream a lot um for you know i'm an independent artist so i make money on um those things as well as a bit more off streams than the average major label artists would make actually a lot more percentage wise but that's dope congratulations yeah. yeah but then again you know you have when you have a major label behind you then there's certain things you get access to so it's not as simple as like fuck labels go independent um but at the same time yeah like as an indie artist you know you have a lot more freedom as far as how you can make your money because you own everything you know um but yeah definitely hard to make money um without like a, a fan base and then it's really hard to get a fan base and it's like it was hard coming up in 2011 so even so now i think it's in my opinion it's harder now because there's just so many more artists mm. and there's no real like nobody knows what the algorithm is you talk about <laughs> the algorithm and nobody knows what it is so it's just like trying to figure out the algorithm fucking allergies bro and and just like um you know trying to figure out this algorithm and everyone's like trying to make the same song and then there's a million songs come out every friday and you know it's like you forget what you listened to and you liked it two weeks ago but there's just so much shit. if you if you really follow music like that it's just it's too much so it's like you know in 2011 when i was when i made douchebag i had to like pay this guy andrew underberg 50 bucks to record it to record it and it was my first like studio quality song mm -hmm. and um he hooked me up and he made it sound studio quality and that was the first song i was confident putting out in the world and uh you know i sent it out to all these websites like pitches and planes and good music all day and pr probably swaggy tracks posted it and it went kind of viral mm. uh, for, for my first song douchebag and um and uh now it's like it, it's it's like um you just got it there's that wouldn't work you know they yeah. just it's it, 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 it there's an algorithm now that that kind of like you know um tells you what to listen to and doesn't mean you can't break through but you just got to really be doing some crazy shit or like it's got to be outside the music or the songs just got to be like undeniable or you got to have some money behind you or it's it's just it's 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 tough so you know yeah the, the, the nature of it's like so much more competitive now like giving like the nature of the presence of social media now like everyone has a platform bro i mean i remember like i was the rapper it was so cool that i was a rapper at one point like it was like i mean it's still it's, it's still cool man no i mean when i was in like high school though like like it was like yo like skiz raps miles raps like uh, like now everybody rap every kid raps you yeah know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah it's funny like it's funny when i meet people that don't know me don't know who i am they're like oh what do you do for a living and i'm just like oh, i make music you know and like, oh, you on SoundCloud? What are you on? Like, are you on streaming? <laughs> Can they, are you on like YouTube or what? I'm just like, yeah. If you care to look me, I'm I'm, I'm available on those. And they look it up and they're like, oh, you're like a real rapper. You're like you're like wow. You have like this many monthly. That's how people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real artists, by the way, by your monthly listeners. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it's just always funny. It's like, but it's like because you know it's just such an oversaturated space. Um, mm. But at the same time, you get you get you get sort of this, you know, I but I wouldn't call it a level playing field. You could just get a lot, you get a lot more people able to make music because they're like, again, also technologies, that was the main point I was making was like, I had to pay the dude to go to the studio. Now people make albums in their cribs, like in their bedrooms in college, great songs, mm. like hit songs, you know? And it's like, so, so now everyone can play the game, but it's like, damn, like everyone's playing the game. So, <laughs> so it's, it's especially for new artists for newer artists yeah no well absolutely i kind of view it i guess both ways because like i guess like the there's so many more people playing the game but also like everyone has the not everyone but for the most part has the same opportunity right they have the same tools would you agree yeah. or no it's a whole nother conversation i mean yeah. yeah they have the same basic tools yeah yeah but okay. not everyone not everyone is a marketer not every artist wants to be a marketer every artist wants to be a is like is a social it wants to be a socialite not every artist wants to get on their wants to be a TikToker. you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like so you you add all these other elements but i mean i'm not complaining i'm just i'm just, but i'm just yeah 
No, no, I don't think you complain. I feel what you're saying. Yeah, it's a it's a great yeah, point because yeah, yeah. An, an artist has to be so much more than just an artist now. Yeah, yeah. Which it's like maybe that's always been the case. I don't know. I, I was I wasn't an artist in two thousand in like nineteen ninety five, but it definitely feels like now. Um and, and I and you hear a lot of artists speaking out on, on this. Um so I know I'm not alone on this. It's just like it's it's a lot it's a lot more than just the music. So it kind of just is what it is. Well, like even a simple, uh, who was it? Uh, like, but you see artists, and it's like, oh, the the label won't let me release this track unless it goes viral or something like fuck like that. It's like that just that just didn't happen before. Yeah, there's a lot of that, man. And then even again, then that might be another marketing scheme. It's a fucking <laughs> like, yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, bro, last question, and I'm I'm so grateful for your time, man. It's been awesome. Uh, just like. I guess think about this in a broad sense in terms of um your your career or your path um what keeps you going uh, i love music like i just love it dude i listen to music all day um since i was a little kid i used to bring my boom like boom box into the shower and um probably health hazard but and i used to listen to cds and just you know Part of it was because I didn't want to sit with my thoughts, you know what I mean? But I've always found music as an escape and I, I just absolutely love music. Regardless of like if I didn't make any money off of it ever. Um, it's just like something that's in me to my DNA. So. Um, yeah, that's what keeps me going, bro. It's as simple as that. Just like I absolutely love music. I, I think a lot of people see it as a sort of a means to fame. Mm. This um but i just you know i love music i know that there's a lot of artists like me too so as well but um yeah i just fucking love that shit i just love it so i i can't stop making it you know i, I gotta keep making albums and getting better and it might take some time between an album or two but um you know i'm coming correct every time i, I put out an album so absolutely and like f fucking yeah. with the process instead of wanting the um result of it which yeah, is what yeah. a lot of people, you know, find themselves doing yeah. in any industry. Facts. Absolutely, Skip, bro. Thank you again so much for your time. Um, this is sick, and it's a pretty full circle moment for me. And it's dope to have this, like, you know, connection with you. And it's it's been real, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, well, bro. I'll... Thanks for having me, bro. All right, love, bro. I'll cut the call, but um. I'll I'll message you and um, I'll let you know when this goes up. But uh, thank you, bro. Yeah, right, for sure. Love, man. Love. Let's end the night at Artichoke. Remember when we hardly spoke? City's quiet over winter break, but you are not alone.